4: Hey, welcome to Kwame Lassiter's Sports Talk. Friday morning, Phoenix, Arizona. Alex Clancy, Demery Lachey in studio. Got a lot to talk about today. 888-346-9144. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Download the Voice America radio app for your smartphone. Really easy, seamless to listen to so you can hear us Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Got a lot to talk about today. We'll start with the Redskins, the whole debacle about their name change, if it will happen, when it will happen, if it does. Joel Embiid, stress fracture fracture in his foot. Uh, For a big guy, this could be pretty catastrophic, especially for a young dude, so we'll talk about that a little bit and definitely cover the potential of uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots having the Jets' defensive playbook. Uh, I saw the press conference of um, Rex Ryan after hearing about this news that Mike Patin the now head coach of Cleveland Browns in his interview with MondayMorningQuarterback.com said that you know that there's a good chance that the Patriots have the defensive playbook of the Jets given by Rex Ryan to Nick Saban. And Nick Saban and Belichick are, are really, close guys, really close friends, so the chance of getting into Belichick's hands is not out of the realm of possibility. Rex Ryan... Went to bat for Bill Belichick, which intrigued me. He was very understated. Maybe him losing, uh, you know, 200 pounds kind of put some perspective into his life or something. I'm not sure. Or maybe his team is really, really good this year so he doesn't have to have a lot of bark and just have some bite when the season starts. So we'll get to that a little later. The Washington Redskins, the trademark of the Washington Redskins was taken away. Um, couple days ago. It's in the appeals process now by Daniel Snyder, so nothing really changes until the appeals process is over with. The question that's asked a hundred times a day nowadays is, is it racist? Is it a racist name? Is it a racist emblem? What does it stand for? Has it been around long enough to where the racist implications have kind of, uh, have kind of run off into the mist where it's not in the face of everybody now it's just the emblem of the Washington Redskins do Native Americans watch football is there a Native American uh, population in the football community all of these things are coming to a head now Uh, this has gone back and forth for, for years and years should they change the name and then it kind of sputters off we don't hear about it for months or a year and then it comes back. But now it seems like it has the most tail, tailwind, headwind, headwind, tailwind, uh, that it's ever had. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the upcoming months. And I'm not sure where I stand on it. it. It's kind of a polarizing topic. It's racism is racism is racism. And Redskins is obviously a derogatory term towards Native Americans. Now, with it being just a statement of the NFL, the Redskins is one of the older franchises. It's been around forever. There's a huge following of the Washington Redskins. Would it be a detriment to them to change the uh, change the logo, change the name, change the colors, change everything and start fresh? Or should Daniel Snyder just be the hard-headed guy that he is and throw as much money as possible
1: at the problem to keep it. The way Daniel Snyder is, he's not going to change it. He's not. I mean, the Redskins name is not going to change it. You can take away the trademarks. You can do all the processes that you can. But at the end of the day, Daniel Snyder, he's not going to buy into this. You know, He's just not going to buy in and change the name. It's been there too long. The whole city loves the Washington Redskins. I got a brother out in Baltimore. He said, out there in Maryland, like it's so huge. Everybody is a Redskins fan Before they're a Ravens fan So it's huge out there The marketing Like that's the way Daniel Snyder sees it He's They're gonna lose more money If they change the name Than what they have it right now You think so? That's the way he feels it And I kinda see it the same way I mean for the, Is it a racist name? Maybe so I mean I, I believe it is That's what a lot of Native American culture uh, People are saying about it But At the end of the day It's been there for so long um, Why change it now? But does know? that
4: make it right? That it's been there so long. I mean, you look at so say they do change the name. Okay, say they change the name, change the colors, change everything. Are the Washington Redskins the old jerseys contraband in the in the uh, in the stadium? Like, are you not going to be able to wear the old Redskins jerseys that people spent their hard-earned money on? Right. And there's, I mean, there's stuff everywhere. Like, you know, beanies when it gets cold, and gloves, and jackets, and and everything, parkas, all that stuff. Is that all going to not be allowed in the stadium if they change the name? Because if they change the name, then obviously there's something wrong with the old uniform and the old name.
1: That's something they have to think about then.
4: Because it's got to be one or the other. You can't have Washington Redskins jerseys in the stadium if the name is no longer that for a specific reason. It's not like, you know, I don't know. I mean, the L.A. Rams, people in St. Louis... Still wear L.A. Rams gear. Right. That's just what it is, because that's that was part of the team's history. But they didn't change the name uh, due to a situation like this. So I, I mean, it, and and to your point, I mean, I understand that he thinks he's losing his, he thinks he'll lose his brand, which he will. And if you're a good owner, you can take adversity, shift it, and and go a different and go a different direction. I mean, and and the other way to do it is keep everything except for the name so I mean the one that's been floating around is the Washington Warriors which I mean whatever it's fine it's alliterative that's great but you keep all the same colors everything and just change the actual nickname of the team I just don't know if if you're going to do that you may as well change the whole thing and start completely fresh you'd be like an expansion team with all the same players Right. But there's the revenue stream on this I think would be would be through the roof because then Everybody's going to buy up the Washington Redskins stuff that's in the stores now. Everybody's going to buy it. And then you're going to be, the Washington Warriors have black and white jerseys, just say hypothetically speaking, black, white, and, and green. Something completely different. And then you can have the throwback jerseys from all of the old school players of the Redskins with this new jersey. I mean, it's, I mean look at, I'm sure you can buy Oklahoma City Thunder. I, I don't know if you can or not. But you can buy Seattle, Seattle, Seattle Sonics jerseys with Oklahoma City Thunder player now they they do all of the crossbreed all these things to sell, and I think that especially if they change the name then it'll be the the revenue will be through the, it'll be out of control I just I, I I don't see the downside for Daniel Snyder in doing this but I'm not a Redskins fan I've never been a Redskins fan um, and I've just kind of looked at him as one of the more interesting owners you know it's just he's just not He's, he's too close to his players, which I think is a huge problem. I mean, it's great to have, you know, the quote unquote suits, the higher ups see the players as real people and not just employees or drones or, you know, whatever guys that just go out and make you money. Yeah. But being friends that close with players shows favoritism and that's just unprofessional. So he's always been a kind of, a, again, using the word polarizing owner. People love him or hate him. You know, he overpays athletes after their prime. Albert Hainsworth, Donovan McNabb. I just don't know where he's going to go, but he's got to do something right. He's got to do something for the community in the correct direction.
1: And I'm not sure what position that is yet. I mean, it would come down to basically, you know, the other owners around the NFL wanting to come and change the name and saying, yeah, I think you should buy in to change the name Snyder. The NFL—they don't want to do that. The owners don't want to do that. They understand the revenue that the Washington Redskins have brought in since that branded name has been in the NFL for a very long time. And why change it now? You know the other like Jerry Jones—he spoke up. You know he just doesn't see uh, other owners basically. You know wanting to change that name, telling him you know that that we should move on from being the Redskins from the racist comments. It didn't be really become racist until what about? Till it didn't come to light till about what, like 10 years ago, I guess?
4: Yeah, but it's there's been murmurs for a long time, and it's yeah. it is right. I mean, it is, it's, it's a racist murmurs, name, it's a derogatory exactly. term
1: it is. towards Native Americans. But is it towards is it racist towards football? No, is it racist to what they have for this very long time? No, it's really not. But at the end of the day, I mean, you can't please everybody, but at the same time, uh, Native Americans, you know maybe they should uh ban or boycott you know the Redskins football games or do make they make a statement another type of way another way to get to Dan Snyder skin to get the o- other owners you know across the NFL yeah
4: i mean and and one thing that i am surprised has not happened yet and i've heard i've read talks about it but having say for one full year every Washington Redskins jersey purchased all the money that goes towards the organization, you donate to Native Americans. You donate because, because Native Americans are starting to become impoverished. Great alcoholism in, in their society, uh, abuse, everything like that. So it's donating money to an impoverished uh, you know, uh, race or, 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 or sector mm-hmm. might be beneficial for them. I mean it, it's not going to solve the problem but it will put a Band-Aid over it for now because at least the Native American culture getting something out of it, being defamed by, by, by by a name of a team because this makes you look at how really, first of all, how sports are on the lower rung of importance in this world in the grand scheme of things. You know, Native Americans have been around forever. I mean, they've been around the longest. That's just what it is. And having sports teams come in and causing this ruckus by what they name their team I know it was I know it was decades ago but still if it's an issue now it's an issue now you know there's no statute of limitations on racism so just because it's been going on for a long time doesn't mean that it's right now so at some point Daniel Snyder is going to have to figure something out he's got at this point you can't make everybody happy i understand that to your point however if it's something that's this big You have to make most people happy. You just do. Yeah. I mean he's a good he's a businessman. He's a really wealthy guy. So he knows how to get what he wants while keeping other people at bay. That's how that's how he does it. That's how you do it. You have to give people something in an effort to make your life better and make your franchise better. So we'll definitely see in the up I think in the next year or so. It's going to be determined whether something's going to change or it won't, because they're not going to have a long drawn out court battle over this. It's just not it it it's not the situation at hand. This isn't a Donald Sterling situation. I hear people comparing it.
1: No, it's definitely not. No,
4: but but I mean it's it's in the same genre. Yeah. Somewhat, but again, and I've said this a million times. Eighty percent of the NFL is made up of Native Americans, so it's not it, it's not the pressing issue. Uh, personally for the employees of the NFL it just isn't we gotta take a break on the other side we'll continue talking about this we'll talk Rex Ryan's comments on Bill Belichick possibly having a playbook of the New York Jets Quarmy Lester Sports Talk Alex Clancy Demery Lachey in studio we'll be right back Welcome back. All right, Kev. Wow. Welcome back to Kwame Lasser's Sports Talk. The only A-team I ever saw was the one with Bradley Cooper in it. So, I don't really have the, uh, the history that Mr. Lasseter does. Alex Clancy, <laughs> De- De- Demry Lachey in studio. 888-346-9144. Talking Redskins. Very polarizing. Not sure what's going to happen in the future. What I do know is, either way, somehow... Daniel Snyder is going to make a lot of money on this. Of course. And that's, that's the main comparison between the Donald Sterling and Daniel Snyder situation. That's the main comparison is that regardless of what you stand for and what you've said, what's been videotaped, what's been documented, the wealthy always get richer. You know, it, it's really interesting in situations like this where Donald Sterling is going to, he got two bill, two billion dollars for being an overt racist and getting caught. Daniel Snyder, either way, changes the name, everybody buys the Redskins stuff, everybody buys the new stuff, or everybody still buys the Redskins stuff now, more so than ever. If you're going to rep your team, you rep your team, and I feel like the Redskins have more pub than ever now and people i i understand what you're saying demory that it's been around forever why now you love your team rep the stuff <laughs> like i mean i get it i mean and that's yeah. and that's what that's what you do with any team you know not all teams uh, you know not all teams have racist uh, connotations but you re- you rep your stuff i mean it, there are people that have wall to wall washington redskins things in their rooms in their house. They have football phones. And you know how have- hard
1: it is to change that? Like to go back and just say, okay, we're going to take away all all you, all you, the material that you all and revenue that you all bought in. And all the merchandise that you all have purchased is basically nothing now. Because we're moving on from it. You can't wear it outside the doors. I mean, that's, that's basically what's going to happen. I mean, what can happen? What could potentially happen? Just you know you got all this revenue all this merchandise that's pretty much not going to be worth anything if the name changes if the native americans really make a bigger statement come out and have a bigger standpoint on the on the nickname on the given nickname or the racist name you know it, they're going to make it seem as if you know you just can't wear it outside the doors
4: yeah i mean and that's it and, and that's, a good, that have, that's like, a good point. That's a good point. I wasn't, fo- I was focusing just on at the game. But yeah, wearing it everywhere, <laughs> yeah. you're looked at as a racist then. Exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, do you think that, and uh, do you think that, like, first game of the year, they changed the name at the, the beginning of two years from now, not this year, next year. They changed the name. Everybody, bring in your old Washington Redskins jerseys, and we'll give you a free, <laughs> we'll give you a free new jersey of the player of your choice. I mean, people are easily swayed. I mean, l- let's be real here. You get a free jersey, you're going to take it. You're going to trade in your old one and take and take that one. I mean, it's it and if it this is this day and age new logos, new colors, new sexy jerseys, that's what it is. That's what people look forward to. You know, that's what like look look at the Hornets now, which were the Bobcats. Jerseys are sexy. Going back to the Hornets, the baby blue that it used to be People are going to buy those jerseys again. There's no racism. I understand that this is a different yeah. situation because racism is not a part of it. But people always want new things. People yeah. always want new, the new hot things, the new colors, the new everything, the new edition, the new everything. So I think that you can you can get away with it now with changing the jersey without people. There's going to be an uproar in the beginning. People are still going to go to the games. People are still going to buy the new merchandise. People are still going to be happy with it. They just are that's just what it is. You have the older people that will boycott for a week and then go spend the games at their season ticket seats. you know it's not I don't think this is going to be as big of a deal as as people are making it out to be in the beginning. I just don't. I think
1: everybody will win in the end, especially Daniel Snyder well
4: oh, yeah, but and that's <laughs> and that's a, that's one of the main reasons why people don't want people are looking at him as as a, as a pariah, which is. I mean, he wasn't the first owner of this team, I don't think. So, I mean, it it wasn't... No, Well, he wasn't, obviously. And he didn't name the team. He's running a business as well as he possibly can, and he's doing it very well from the business side of things. So, he jumped into this. There was no issue with it. And now, there is... So, I, I understand both sides. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. On to another NFL... Situation, I guess you could say. Mike Pettine, the new head coach of the Cleveland Browns, told MondayMorningQuarterback.com that he wouldn't be surprised if Bill Belichick had the defensive playbook of the Jets. In 2012, Tom Brady was at Wes Walker's wedding, told a former teammate who is now a coordinator of some sort for the Jets that they had a playbook. I'm not sure if it was jokingly, I'm not sure if he was inebriated and telling the truth. I'm not sure. Jets head coach Rex Ryan, in a press conference yesterday, pretty much said, first of all, this is disrespectful to the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Knock it off. Like, it's he's, he's come a long way. And I was joking about the Wade thing before. He's come a long way from being the loud, obnoxious head coach that everybody loved to hate, even though they made it to two AFC Championship games with a less-than-stellar quarterback— Mark Sanchez. Hmm. Now he's kind of taken a step back, and you can see he's he's placated himself a little bit. And I, and I joked earlier, but I do think that his team is really good this year. I think they're better than they have than they have been since they made the AFC Championship game.
1: And he doesn't have to bark as much. Yeah, it's a reason why he didn't come out so arrogant in their press conference. He's you know, just he, like he got some for New England this year. But at the end of the day, I mean, I really don't buy into this whole story. I think it's just for us media and like the fans really to start arguments and start criticism about more about Bill Belichick. Uh, He already got caught up with the Spygate. I mean, that, that was enough. That was, I mean, that was more than enough. And then other reasons why in football, you know, a lot of coaches, they change playbooks. They all watch film together. They exchange film, you know, back and forth from one another. So, you take time out to study that film. Now is it to the point where Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick understands where uh, how the Jets work against New England? Maybe for one game or two games or something. Yeah, he probably figured that out. But at the end of the day, a coach like Bill, uh, like Rex Ryan, he's smart enough to go and watch New England's offense so he can change his defense. Yeah, like there's always defensive changes. Even at halftime, they make adjustments. So I mean, I don't really don't buy into it. That's probably where. It's all, it all came from originally, you know. Yeah, we got, we know the Jets. We know the Patriots. We know them inside and out. No, because at the end of the day, it's going to change. Like everybody makes changes and new adjustments. So I, I really don't buy into all of this. I mean, nobody has an official playbook, you know, these days. It's not like a, like on Waterboy, where the coach yeah. had that, what, the green playbook with all the plays. No. I mean, he probably has Rex Ryan's offense. I mean, you know, they run the ball, run the ball maybe throw a play action pass i hate him i hate him i hate him <laughs> but, when he's in the high heels. yeah, yeah. exactly no. so <laughs> like like you know nobody has the green playbook like a waterboy situation but at the end of the day uh a lot of coaches you know they go back and watch film they study on each other you guys are smart men like so i don't really see it as we have the official playbook no you just understand what they you just understand their schemes and what situations they probably put Yeah
4: in. i mean and a lot of it has to do with audibles and and the and the uh the verbal, the verbal cues that can change in the drop of a hat. I mean, so so to your point. I mean, a lot of it is the players on the field now more than ever have more leeway with audibleing and doing all these things. I mean, look at all the quarterbacks. I mean, it's it's becoming to the point where you have to call a play at the line, or you're an inferior quarterback. You have to audible to the correct play, or you're an inferior quarterback. Definitely. And defense still, the, the mics on defense still have that now. They have that now, and it's. And, and, and I agree with you. I mean, you can look at something, and it, it might look like Sanskrit. I mean, because you talk in different codes. You have to decode it to do all these things. Yes, there are base defenses. There are base offensive schemes, base right. offensive sets. But everything in between is what makes each team different, makes each coach different. And there are so many players, and this is interesting. I was reading, the, uh, reading an article. I can't remember what it was from. But so many players have gone from New England to the Jets and vice versa. So obviously, if you have the same coordinator in New England that you've had for a few years on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, the the players that go there are going to know some of the plays on the offensive and defensive side of the ball and vice versa when the Jets come into the Patriots. Yeah. So many, Not all players stay on the same team their whole career, so there's obviously some secrets that are told from team to team that is just gamesmanship. It's not cheating. It's not especially if you've been spurned by the team that you just left. Right. You know, you you want to get as much against that team as possible. I mean, you think Wes Walker doesn't know inside and out that, that Patriots playbook? You think that's not one of the main reasons one of the big time reasons why the the Broncos brought him in? I mean Tom Brady is is a kryptonite to Denver. It's kryptonite to Peyton Manning. So, I mean it's that's just it. It's just gamesmanship. And, yeah, I mean, I don't think that this is going to turn out to be a big deal. I think this is an off-season news story that we need to s- grab onto something until mid-August when football comes back. I mean, I really think that's what this is. And even if even if Bill Belichick does have the defensive playbook, doesn't mean they're going to beat the Jets. I mean, it doesn't mean— yeah,
1: nothing's guaranteed. Th-
4: we're starting to see the eclipse of the Jets rising up and the Patriots kind of falling back. And with Gronkowski, if, if he stays— if he's healthy throughout the year, that might— The Patriots will stay the course a little bit. But who's their best receiver now, Brandon LaFell? They brought in Brandon LaFell. That was the big offseason get that they had. They must believe in Kimbrough Tompkins and Aaron Dobson a lot in that running game because what else do they have? Their defense isn't great. So they have issues in New England, and they see the Jets slowly starting to, to rise
1: up. Oh, yeah. They're building a powerhouse over there in in, uh, in New York. I mean, that defense that is going to be stupid. Even though offense, the offense is going to be very competitive. Yeah. Now you actually got receivers down the field. And then, like Eric Decker, he can spread the field. He can kill you short, long. Yeah, he uh, can he... spread
4: the field in the in the Peyton Manning offense. So we'll see what he can do in cold weather. I mean, I know it's cold in Denver, but it doesn't really snow and yeah. stick there. In, in, in East Rutherford, it's a little different.
1: Well, that's why you always have a strong running game. Yeah, and he's the Rutherford Jets is where the Giants a, the play anyways. J- <laughs> so. The Jets, is, they stay with a great running game, though.
4: Yeah, so what if they have? Chris, Fi- Chris Ivory and uh, and Chris Johnson. And then Bilal Powell. So, I mean, it would have to be run by committee, and we'll see. What, what if Michael Vick resurrects his career? Who knows? Who knows? Or if Geno Smith takes the next step forward. Because traditionally, the sophomore slump happens after you have a really, really good f- rookie year. Yeah. He had an average rookie year with... Defense won four of those games for him. He got pushed out of bounds against Tampa Bay the first, the first week of the year. They gave him a 50-yard penalty, kicked the field goal at, at, at the end of the game uh, to win. I mean, they got somewhat lucky. They beat the Patriots once. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited to watch the Jets again, which is interesting to say. I, I don't like their colors, though. I don't like that, that yeah, pukey
1: green. Yeah, that puke green. I, I'm not a nasty. huge fan of that. I'm, I'm, not, not a, I'm not a huge fan of this new Rex Ryan, though. What I mean, do mean? When, when does he ever give? We'll see. Give when, when Bill they, if if so they start credit, zero three, then he'll start yelling again. Ever since he came to Jets head coach, he was on Belichick's face. That since day one, yeah. he said we're going to beat the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe. Where's that? Where's that Rex Ryan? at? You got a great team that you built in the offseason Now I'm ready to see that Rex Ryan come back. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Carmen Last sports talk. We'll be right back.
0: Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN.
1: Hey.
4: Carmine Lesser, Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, Demry Lachey in studio. 888-346-9144. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. I'm getting me a Twitter. I've it's been in hearing it. It's
1: in the process. If you know. want to, if you want to watch the the, if, stages, if you want to watch
4: the World Cup together on Sunday, it's got to be done by that. It's in the project stages. You have forty eight hours, sir. Joel Embiid has <laughs> a fractured foot, which is kind of like a broken foot, which is exactly what it is. Uh, having surgery. Uh, this is going to definitely mess up his draft situation. He will not go number one overall. I mean, the Cavs have done crazier things in the past. Anthony I was about Bennett. I say don't, don't yeah. doubt,
1: don't doubt the I, Cavs. I mean, they can't. Don't they can't. Them. They
4: can't. They can't take him here. They can. They, well, here's. A, I mean, this is going to be a very, very indicative draft for the future of the Cleveland Cavaliers. They have Kyrie Irving. They have Deion Waiters. They need somebody to fill that three spot. I mean, Lou Deng is there. He wants to get out of there. Uh, you don't say. I don't know why he um, would buddy. ever I don't know why they ever traded him for uh from Chicago. But Andrew Wiggins now is looking to be the number one overall pick. Jumping over Jabari Parker. I these guys have different skill sets, but I think Jabari Parker, he's bigger. Uh he's stronger. He's not as fast, uh taller. You know, I think Jabari Parker would be would be the choice. I just don't know. Where they're going to put him? I, have they given up on Dion Waiters already? Because he showed flashes when he was healthy. He's definitely showed flashes. Not Bradley Beal flashes, because Bradley Beal is going to be something special over in Washington. I just don't know why they go after a swing guy. I mean, so you look at—I just don't know. I mean, and then you have Philly, who has Nerlens Noel, who was out all year last year. Do they draft? Do they draft Joel Embiid and tank another year?
1: Well, they already took New Orleans Noel I last know. year. Yeah, so you, draft, year. so
4: you draft Joel Embiid. He's out for whatever, the first two months, because this could take six months to recover, especially for a big guy that's young. He's out for the first couple of months of the year. They have a bad year again. You come in in 2015-2016 with Michael Carter-Williams and then New Noel and Joel Embiid down low with, with a top-ten draft pick again. So not on the realm of possibility. I just don't know if Philadelphia fans would be able to keep themselves from blowing up that arena if this happens. (laughs) Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker, number one overall. I'm not sure where they're going to put him. Where do they put another perimeter player? Because none of these guys. Well, Jabari Parker can. He's a rebounder. You know, He, he 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 can slash. He can drive. He can dunk. But where do they put Jabari Parker?
1: Where do they put Andrew Wiggins? Andrew Wiggins. I mean. He's a perimeter-type player. He loves to be out on the perimeter. He's a tall guy who can shoot over a lot of defenders, kind of like how Paul George is or how LeBron is. And he has LeBron essence, athletic ability. So you have to put him out on the wing or out in the backcourt. And I think you have to move Deion Waiters uh, either to the bench or elsewhere. I think he's kind of ready to get out of Cleveland. More ready than Kyrie Irving at the, at the same point.
4: And that's and that's interesting. I'm going to stop you there. Do you think that drafting Andrew Wiggins or Jabari Parker would keep Kyrie Irving there? If it worked.
1: I mean, if it worked, if it worked, yeah, if, if it if it came out to work in the beginning, I think Kyrie Irving would buy into it. But at the same time, I wouldn't blame Ky- I don't blame I still don't blame Kyrie for getting out of Cleveland. He just doesn't trust the system. He isn't starting the show. They don't year, even have a year. head coach yet. Exactly, and then you bring. Do you see the the, uh, the two that they came down to, mm-hmm. Tyron Lue yep. and Coach Blant from overseas. Yeah, I mean, I would have to buy into Blant more than Tyron Lou. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean,
4: Tyronn- former was, Laker. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't want to bring it up. He he <laughs> he's been on a lot of teams that have had great success. Tyron Lou has. So that is, and he's been, he was sitting on the bench. So that I mean, that usually is what makes a good head coach. Uh, I just think that with Kyrie Irving, you know, Kyrie Irving, say Jabari Parker, Lou Aldeng, Tristan Thompson, Anderson Varejao, that's a playoff starting lineup. Because Lou now has been, in, well, he was in Mike Brown's system, but now everybody's together. They've had an offseason together. I think Lou Deng is still very serviceable, and Cleveland could be a sexy team in the East if they perform. They were supposed to be a playoff team last year.
1: Yeah, they did You know, perform. with Andrew Bynum. Yeah.
4: You know, uh, but he d- didn't work out so well. Uh, Jabari Parker and Andrew Wiggins I think will make some sort of an impact right away. Um, I don't think it's going to be an overwhelming one. But Kyrie Irving, this is what, his third year? Uh, Third? Third? Fourth? Third? Third uh, year. And he's getting better and better. Okay, so this is the time. If nothing else, you stay in Cleveland. This is your audition. This is your audition for maybe LeBron. uh, Whatever. That's far-fetched. But this is your audition for LeBron. This is your audition to be a starting point guard at a winning institution in the nba you average 23 and 8 20 and 9 20 and 10 you show that you're really a point guard and not a scoring point guard yeah. you can make a lot of money it just needs to win ball games
1: yeah that's what it comes down to like kyrie irving needs to turn himself more into a leader and start winning ball games i well, mean maybe
4: play more than eight games in college and you can learn how to be sc- you're learn how to be a leader i'm just saying there, there's definitely positives to I mean, being yeah, in college
1: definitely I mean, you look at the John wall situation, john wall it took him a few years to finally buy in and say, "You know what? I just need to sit back, play some defense let me let me, let me get the game started then and be a true point guard and not worry about having to score thirty points a night. I mean, you see his situation he's he's rising more than Kyrie Irving is to me in my eyes, so and because he's winning, he's a winner now. he took Washington, turned them around, they made a few trades, they made a few movements, got a good draft pick uh Bradley bill. And that's what Cleveland needs to do. And they, they reached make, for him. They took Bradley Beal too high. I thought. Yeah, yeah they it took, took him what real third early. overall. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, and so I think you can. I think you can build on uh, backcourt with Wiggins and Kyrie Irving. That can be a start. You could probably pick up. Oh, we got Kwame on the air.
3: Yeah.
1: Hey, what's going on, Kwame? So finish your thing.
3: Not much, man. Just
1: been trying to call in. All right, all right. But I'm going to finish my statement with, you know, I can see them winning with the backcourt of Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins. Uh, They can dominate the East. The East is so easy, you know, to get in the playoffs better than the West. That's all they need to do is get in. Once Kyrie Irving gets in, he can take over. He'll understand the game even more and take it to a whole nother level. And you can pick up a free agent at the three position and even a big man. You don't waste your pick. On Joel MB, No, that's period. fair.
4: No, that's fair. I mean and and Anderson Verajal, if he stays healthy, he was out for he's out every year. Yeah. So if he's healthy, Tristan Thompson has been taking steps forward every year he's been in the league. He's a double double guy now. You know, he can finish around the basket. Him and Kyrie were drafted in the same draft. So they both they were one and four respectively. They both have they're starting to build a rapport together. And yes, John Wall, you're right. John Wall has has jumped so much further. It's like when you go into the NBA you're a senior in high school and college, and then you're fr- you're a senior right. in high school, and then you're a freshman in college when you come to the NBA. Right. So you dropped all the way to the bottom. So now you have to learn from the beginning again, and he has. And I think Ky- Kyrie Irving will if he doesn't have that diva mentality already, because he hasn't done anything to warrant him getting a big contract somewhere else. He hasn't. Hey Kwame, so what do you think? Who should Cleveland draft number one, number one overall, and why? Yeah.
3: Oh, I think it's the. Uh... So the comment, I think Kyrie Irving does want having somebody to play with so it doesn't turn turned into another LeBron uh, James starter because he is one of the guys there, if not the guy there. So at what point you will start putting things around him. Um, As far as Cleveland Cavaliers is concerned, as biased as I am towards Joel Embiid and wanting to pick him first, Having a back injury and now a foot injury, I just can't take that chance. I like the uh, comment that was made that if you get wickets, you think Kyrie can teach them how to play that backcourt or the front court, uh, back backcourt, I'm sorry, and then these guys learn together and then they get pieces and puzzles, add on to it through free agency, and then they become a double-team. That's one of the top teams because they are in the East, in the East, uh, we saw what these guys were able to do. We saw what Washington was able to do with John Wall and a few guys. So if you can start building that team and get a coach, which they have. I think David uh, Blake is the coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers now. If you can start building towards that, uh, I think the Cavaliers should go ahead and take a uh, get a guy who can be dominant in the backcourt with, with uh carrier.
4: Yeah, I mean, and this is the time where – you have a Greg Oden situation. Now. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not dogging. I'm not dogging Greg Oden. I'm not. I'm just That's saying fine. that it was injury. There was injury. Uh, yes, we can. So there was there was injury with um, with Greg Oden in college. Kevin Durant's there. Wins National Player of the Year. Blah blah blah. On and on and on. So Jabari Parker, Andrew Wiggins. You have two chances now. You have yeah. two. You have two potential Kevin Durants here, and the Greg Oden's kind of taking himself out of the race. So now this is in Cleveland's favor that Joel Embiid got hurt, in my opinion, because now they can take the better talent that is here. And they have, they have Dante Exum
3: is and this you know kid what? from... They can't be looked at as saying, because uh, you know how the fans and the media get involved with this. So why you didn't take Joel Embiid? Now they, they don't have to answer those questions by him being hurt. I think that's what you was alluding to. But that's, uh, that takes them out of play as far as having a pick, picking a fifth pick guy that's been hurt before he even got into the NBA so
4: now they can pick up Tavari Parker or Wiggins which makes sense yeah no I agree um, so down the list I guess I, you look down the list I guess those are the two that they're going to have to choose and that's that's what they're that's what they're looked at to choose or they
1: can always trade the number one pick for Kevin Love yeah that won't happen
4: <laughs> I, I, I don't think. Yeah, please don't do that. N- nice, nice, segue though, because we're going to talk about that right now. Uh, I'm done talking. He's about, done talking no about Joel
1: Embiid He's not worth the number one pick. The Golden State Warriors have
4: mentioned that they will now include Clay Thompson in a potential trade for Kevin Love. Before it was uh, Minnesota wanted Kevin. I Lo- wanted David Lee, Clay Thompson, Harrison Barnes, or a combination of the three for Kevin Love. In my opinion. I think it would be catastrophic for Golden State to give up Klay Thompson. He's six seven. He's becoming one of the best shooters in the league. He's young. Him and Steph Curry love each other. They're best friends. The Splash Brothers, they, they might be the backcourt of the future. They don't play defense, which is awesome in Golden State, so it doesn't matter. David Lee, or uh, Kevin Love, is a glorified David Lee. I'm going to tell you why. Kevin Love averages 25 and 13, okay? Those numbers are out-of-control numbers. I understand that. He can shoot the three. He can finish around the basket. He shoots well from the free-throw line. He doesn't play defense. The only thing that's different between him and David Lee is that David Lee might be better around the basket than Kevin Love right now. David Lee can finish with both hands. He's a lefty, which is more difficult for defenders to guard. He doesn't shoot the three, but you don't need to from that position. David Lee's more of a... David Lee won't um, he won't it, it need as much attention. Definitely. He just plays basketball. Now, the, the positive side for Kevin Love on the other side is that Kevin Love doesn't get hurt. Oh, he, he well he got hurt, broke his hand in the offseason. That was bad luck. David Lee seemingly gets hurt every year for 10 or 15 games. So, in my opinion, I would not make this trade if I were Golden State. Klay Thompson is the key here. I'm not sure why they would put him in the trade talks because he is the one... That will take them with Steph Curry anywhere they want to go. You can get a low-post guy that'll rebound and play defense. You don't need to give the house for it. Yeah. You just don't need to give the house for
3: it. Until anyway, Kevin Love proves that he's a fuss, I'm not going to say he glorified anything because everybody, there's about more than half of the teams in the NBA that want him. They're they willing to give up a house for him. I don't think you do that with the Golden State Warrior. I don't think you break that team because now
1: Kwame yeah. losing you. I mean, I'm gonna go on the, the what Kwame was go finishing ahead. up on. I mean, yeah, you 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 can't throw, you can't really break up a Warriors team like that. You can't really throw in the house on Kevin Love with such a team that's been built on the past few years. I understand you, you uh, the Warriors are going with a whole new scheme of things and coming in with a new coach and a new game plan and you know they they're just changing, Kev, that, that they 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 just want to change things, but. I understand that, but at the end of the day, you you can't really trade that house. You don't want to break up that team. No, it's because fair. I mean, like you said, uh, Curry and Clay Thompson—they're you know they're they're great in the backcourt. They dominate the Western Conference. With that, you got to keep building on that. They're they're super young. I understand Clay' contract is going to come up. You already have to deal with Andre Iguodala's and Steph Curry's because Curry's is coming up as well. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you don't want to break that backcourt up. You can you can get deeper on. I mean, David Lee he he dominates power forwards in the Western Conference. He makes Blake Griffin look very silly when they play against him. But at the, at the same time, like I don't see you trading the house for Kevin Love. Is he really that type of superstar?
4: Yeah, that's the Knicks when they traded Carmelo Anthony. When they traded for Carmelo Anthony, they yeah. gave up their whole team for him.
1: Yeah, don't I don't I don't see you rebuilding in that type of way. Now
4: the only way that I would see this as a possibility. The only way I would see Golden State trading Klay Thompson into being a good thing is to change the makeup of how uh, Golden State's offense is run. Because all they do is jack it. You know, you saw in the playoffs, they, were, they went nuts or they missed everything. They went nuts or they missed everything. And their defense isn't good enough to keep them in games when they don't shoot well. So breaking up Steph Curry and Klay Thompson in that regard might be a positive. I mean, Kevin Love shoots threes too. You know, he he would shoot a lot of threes in this system because it would stretch the defense. It's interesting that you bring up contracts because now you're going to have two max deals already. Steph Curry and Kevin Love. That's going to be it. So having to put players around two max deals is difficult to do. So we'll see what happens in the future with Golden State. We're going to talk about a little bit more after the break. Kwame's back online. We'll be back in about 30 seconds. Kwame Lester Sports Talk, Voice Talk America, voiceamerica.com. We'll be right
2: back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
0: We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up?
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
4: It's supposed to be the sexy voice segment, but I don't want to embarrass Kwame. 888-346-9144. Final segment, Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Alex Clancy and Demri Lachey in studio. World Cup Sunday, Portugal, USA. I'm pumped. Ooh. We're going to be uh, having a couple adult beverages. Not too many because we got to watch couple. the game. Just a yeah, um, Welcoming Mr. Lachey to the state of Arizona. He's only been here a couple months, if that. Not even a, month a and half, six weeks. Just
1: a, yeah, just a month and a few days, actually. Cool.
4: So yeah, we'll welcome here. Uh we'll get some food, have a couple drinks, watch. Hopefully hopefully the US can pull it out. Cristiano Ronaldo is hobbled, but he will play. Josie Altidore is already ruled out. Clint Dempsey has a broken nose, it looks like he got punched by Andre the Giant. He can breathe out of one nostril now, which is, which is great. So he'll play, it's going to be young, run-and-gun USA team, which is so exciting. Not many veterans, only seven returning from the 2010 World Cup team. And arguably a top two or top three soccer player in the world in Cristiano Ronaldo. And I saw him a picture of him with his shirt off in an article. That's not fair. It's not fair to look like that and be <laughs> able to play like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying what as... Did, what did he look like, Alex? Listen... I, I can I can admire a handsome person you know he's a he's a good looking guy and <laughs> I, I mean I wish I just wish that all good soccer players were unattractive to make it fair for okay. the rest of us you know what I mean y- anyways uh. I digress I, I was I was reading it hard so the article was it, it was it was kind like it's not fair so uh-huh. I just thought it was, it was a funny article um, what does the. US <laughs> have to do to be Portugal number one they have to put blinders on and just play this match for this match. Don't think about losing and having to beat Germany to get in. Don't think about tying to hope to get in uh, to, to the ra- out of the pool. They just have to focus on this match and forget it's the World Cup altogether, which obviously is difficult on this big stage. In Brazil, a lot of young, young players. And I think that if they follow that, just keep the blinders on. Yeah, Play tough. And win. I yeah. mean, I'm not a soccer aficionado, so the, the whole thing about, you know, defensive schemes and everything like that, I've been reading up a lot on it. I hope they don't play, they don't have a defensive scheme with their lineup. I hope they just go balls to the wall and try to blow out Portugal like Germany did.
1: Yeah, but they have to be smart about it. But by so? going balls to the wall? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you're U.S. I mean, you don't have nothing to lose. But at the, but at the same time, you, you do have something to gain. So that's what, you gotta gain the experience, you gotta gain that you're that you're ready, that you're ready to go on to the, to the World Cup, or that you're ready to go to the next level in the World Cup. So, you know, they just gotta play with that American, you know, that American background underdog story when it comes to world events, besides basketball. I mean, that's the only sport that they dominate in, but, like, you know, they struggle in the hockey world competitions and, you know, soccer, and, uh, they just need, in other Olympic events, you know, they just need to come with that underdog mentality. I mean, every American, I think we all go through it as athletes, you know, that this team is highly motivated, highly powered. You know, you just gotta sit back, strap up, and just say, you know what, let's just play the game. Let me, let me just play the way that I learned it. Let me come out here, score some goals, definitely defend. They definitely need to uh, defend better than what, how they did against Ghana. It was a lot of key mistakes that Ghana could have had more scores against the U.S. on, but, uh, dealing with the best soccer player in the world, like you said, I guess the best looking man on the soccer field, Ronaldo. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he's a beast, though. At the end of the day, and you're gonna have to learn how to defend him. I understand we have injuries, but they do as well, and they just got smacked. So yeah, with them getting smacked, they're gonna be very timid. They're gonna they, they're not gonna understand where they're at, and that's where you gotta hit them in the mouth, punch them in the mouth. I understand. Yeah, go balls out, but at the same time, be smart about it and. Uh, to just get the win. You yeah, know, I mean the great equalizer. Possible.
4: The great equalizer in the World Cup is that games are about a week apart in the pool time. So in yeah. the pool time, in the pool round. So, <laughs> um, it, it 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 allows Portugal to forget as much as possible. You know, it's not like you're playing games back to back nights like in the NBA playoffs. You get smacked and then, you know, the, the momentum is still there. Right. Momentum starts at zero. You know, and this is if Portugal beats the U.S. 3-0, Portugal's right back in it. Definitely. Like, the goal differential is such a huge deal in in pool play that the U.S. doesn't have a great goal differential. It's only their plus one, and Portugal's minus four right now. So if Portugal wins 3-0, that equalizes it almost. You know, because then Portugal is a better team than Ghana. Portugal beats Ghana. The U.S. now is in a situation where they have to beat Germany to get get in. So taking care of business on Sunday, 3 p.m. Pacific time, I am proud to be an American every World Cup. <laughs> you know, it's just it's it's it, to me this is better than the Olympics, obviously because it happens every. I mean, it happens every four years, and it's on the world stage like the Olympics are. But it's just it's one sport, and it's not the luge and skeleton and slalom and and all of these all they these events sports. that I don't care about. <laughs> You know, I, yeah. I just I just don't care about him. Curling, I love watching curling. I mean, I, I will tell you, I love watching curling. I want to be the guy that... You know,
1: curling with the... Yeah, it it's like shuffleboard on ice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dangerous sport. You know what? Black men don't get on ice. Okay. I mean, that's fair. That's I mean, I, I, I don't know if that's ice. true or not. It is. Okay. That's fair. I, I, I speak uh, up for all of them. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean... Cristiano Ronaldo is going to have something to prove. And oh, they,
1: yeah. they just... It's more pressure on them. I think it's oh, more pressure yeah. on Oh,
4: yeah. Oh, 100%. The U.S. wasn't supposed to get out of this. They weren't supposed to get out of this pool. They weren't supposed to be Ghana. They weren't, Portugal wasn't supposed to lose 4 nothing. Yeah. But the tides change at a certain time, and powerhouses move around. Soccer, not so much. You know, It's not like the NFL or the NBA or something like that where, where powers shift... Right. Every few years. Usually, it's the powerhouses in Europe, the powerhouses in South America. That's what it is. And the U.S. is caught somewhere in the middle, if not towards the lower rungs. But now, maybe we're starting to see a slow shift. And just because Cristiano Ronaldo's on Portugal doesn't mean that they're a fantastic team. It means you have the best player.
1: Right.
4: You know, I mean, Argentina with with Messi. Same kind of thing, but Argentina's been a good team for a long time. So we'll look for that. Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern. I'm excited. USA, I'm saying 2-1 victors over Portugal. I hope I'm right. Quarmy Lester of Sports Talk. We'll see you guys Monday.
5: Thanks again for listening to the preceding program.
4: Brought to you on the Voice
5: America Sports for tuning Channel. In this for more week, information about our network Monday, Tuesday, and to check out additional Thursday show hosts and, and topics of interest, time, please visit voiceamericasports.com. Of the, of the, the, the Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio.